Welcome back. You're listening to InsideThePassion.com, The Grateful Pony episode, part two. Let's pick up where we left off. So It would be interesting maybe... to see how one would fit yeah. in this Well, you know, I was, I was offered, or a friend of mine had stumbled across some mini mule and mini donkeys. And it was right after we'd gotten Coda, and we're already very much at maximum capacity. Everyone's sharing space here, you know? So... I declined the offer, and I'm still kind of kicking myself for it because I'm thinking, what if we just got those? But we had just gotten her. We didn't know how she was going to integrate, right. let alone throw two more into the mix. And But it would have been very cute. So, But she seems to have kind of teamed up with Bo Diddley and relaxed a little bit. So, I mean, if anyone told me, you know, you're going to get this donkey, she's going to chew your barn, she's going to chew your hay shed, I, I don't think I would have been so on board, but, you know... My better half insisted upon a donkey and has been insistent upon a donkey for two almost two years now. Oh, so really? He finally, he found her on Craigslist, yeah. And he was just dead set on getting a donkey. So we said, how about this? How about her? All right, all right. And so then we're thinking we got to build the shed. we got to get all this stuff ready. She's going to have to be separate. You know, she's a girl. She can integrate with the herd. How's it going to go? Everything went fine. We didn't need to build any other structure for her. You know, she's happy just sharing space with everybody else. So sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the kids are gonna have. I mean, the kids, the, the Vista group is gonna oh, have yes, fun tomorrow. The adults. I know. Everyone always wants to call them kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. And you know, kids do have a great time here, though. I love to do events for kids. You know, birthdays. Oh anything. yeah. Yeah, those are so fun. And Bo Diddley particularly adores children absolutely adores them you know he sees a kid and he is you know if it's a kid he really clicks with especially he followed a little boy into the barn once you know because he's got some spunk to him Bo Diddley he's an Arabian cross mm -hmm. Arabians are a little spicy Welsh is the other half of his breed and he's those are very relaxed it's a very relaxed breed so he's got the relaxed but then he's got spunky and they're a little spooky sometimes you know they he everyone saw a bunny and he couldn't see it because he was on the cross ties in the barn and he was just in panic mode for like the rest of the lesson like he could not relax because something had happened he there was something running and he didn't see it or he heard pandemonium in the paddock and he just couldn't get over it so you never know he can get very you know nervous so at times they get in a panic over bunny Everyone saw a bunny and he was on the cross ties and he couldn't see what everyone was seeing. So everyone kind of like had a little freak out, I guess, out there. So they got spooked by the rabbit running across. And I didn't even see this. So the family I was teaching saw this. The husband and wife had come and the wife was going to ride him. She's an adult. She was going to ride this pony. He's a small pony, you know. And he's got this spice to him. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, well, let's, you know, she's an adult. It'll be fine. He's better with kids. He's better with kids. He was so nervous from having heard everybody get nervous about a rabbit that he couldn't see. He was so nervous, he just couldn't relax for the entire lesson. So I wound up riding him and trying to calm him down. I gave them both a lesson on your buddy, good old, good old Mr. C. Mr. C. And then the next time, you know, her son came and we were gonna put her eight-year-old son, their eight-year-old son who had really never ridden, except double with his sister he rode on Kit Kat. It was adorable, really oh, cute pictures cute. of that. Um, so, we were going to put him on Mr. C because we know he's so calm. Kit Kat was recovering from his injury at the time, so he was on stall rest. And despite everyone's best efforts to free him. <laughs> and um, so I said, okay, let's go get Mr. C. And as soon as Bo Diddley saw him, I have pictures of the very instant that they met. He just went right to him. He went right to him. He wouldn't leave his side. He would not leave this little eight-year-old boy's side. He followed him into the barn. 
he insisted that he ride him. And we're going, well, I was going to put him on Mr. C because I know he's dead calm. But this pony is literally insisting that this boy groom him and ride him. And, you know, the father kind of tried to usher Bo Diddley out of the barn and he wasn't hearing it. He would not move. He was planted. Mind you, I had someone else go over to him wanting to ride him bareback, kind of offered him a little bridle and he just ran away and rolled in the mud. So he makes his opinion known. They all do. And so we wound up doing the lesson with Bo Diddley. He's a saint. Meanwhile, the week before, he had been just in a tizzy. And it was, you know, for adults. So he, my friend's three-year-old, when we had just gotten him, we had just gotten Bo Diddley. And he went right over to this little girl and just put his head down. I have a picture of it. It was so cute. Just put his head down. Loves kids. Loves them. And he has been loving this wonderful girl who's been coming to ride. They've been growing together, learning together. It's really been his first experience giving lessons. And he really, really enjoys it. And Kit Kat got a little jealous. So this was Kit Kat has been the one that we've always given lessons on. He loves his job to walk around and kind of really just try and just stand there and be pet because that's his preference, just to stand in the ring, have mm-hmm. someone sit on him and be told how cute he is and be pet and move very, very slowly. <laughs> so which is great. That's way better than moving too quickly, especially for learning. So... Kit Kat had been on stall rest for three months as recommended by the vet and he'd been back in turnout. Everyone tried to free him enough that we finally, you know, I called my vet. I said, all right, I think, you know, they're trying to pull an intervention and the stall rest. Like, I think we should integrate him back with everyone because we kind of let him out in this little area. He had his own space to walk around outside and then could go back in. Now, did you think the other horses knew that he was ready? Yeah, like yeah, they must ready. have been. And they're I like, told her, I was okay, like, he's I, ready. He wants he's to good. go back with the herd. She said, okay, just make sure, you know, keep an eye. So he'd been back out with the herd for a good month. And so, but he hadn't been ridden in four months at all by anybody. No one had sat on him in four months. So I have this lovely, lovely girl here who comes two days a week and she does some help in the barn for an hour and then she rides for an hour. And she's wonderful, talented artist, wonderful, natural horsewoman. So great, so great. So she and Bo Diddley have bonded and Kit Kat was very, very jealous. And he was coming into the aisle. I have pictures of this. You have to get it all in photo. So he's coming into the aisle and he's just standing there while she's grooming him. And, excuse me, putting his head over her shoulder, nudging her, groom me, groom me, come on, brush me, brush me. So she would brush him and she'd go back and she'd brush Bo Diddley and she'd brush him. So now it's time to tack up to get ready to ride Bo Diddley. We're riding Bo Diddley, despite Kit Kat's, you know, insistence. And he, we put the bridle on. And he took the reins of the bridle, attached the bit, took the reins in his mouth and was standing there holding Bo Diddley's reins. I have all these pictures. <laughs> holding his reins going, sure you're going to ride him? Because I got the reins here. <laughs> Taking the reins, literally. Oh, so Kit Kat, you know, we said, Kit Kat, no, we're riding Bo Diddley. And we closed the barn doors. And this window right here faces, you know, the riding arena. And Kit Kat has from having to be on stall rest, we call it, just locked in to recover from injury mm. a very long time ago when he first um, had this injury happen, which is called a bowed tendon, which is essentially exactly what it sounds like. Their tendon gets bowed. Know, disrupted, bowed out. Bad. Not good. So he spent a lot of time in a stall, and he developed a nervous habit called weaving where they go back and forth, back and forth, kind of in this trance, kind of panic attack state where they're just... So he doesn't when he gets anxious. So when he gets anxious or upset, 
He'll even be in a herd. He'll be with everybody and it'll be dinner time. And he knows that I'm making the buckets. So he starts weaving. He knows dinner's coming. He knows something's happening. So he stuck his head out of that stall while we were riding, stuck his head out the window, had, he has, you know, a good three and a half acres to roam, you know, maybe close to four back here. It's four total near the front. So almost four acres to roam and eat grass, hay, the whole mine, whatever he wants. And he wants to stick his head out of that stall and weave back and forth because he's so upset that he wasn't being ridden by this girl. So, I mean, four months without having a horse under saddle, you think, you know, oh, a professional needs to get on first. You know, an advanced rider should really break this horse back in, make sure everything's all safe. He tells you exactly what he wants to do. And what he wanted was that girl to ride him right then and there. So we gave in. Oh, you did? <laughs> so we rode We rode Bo Diddley. And Bo Diddley seemed to be done, you know. He was, he was, he got groomed, he was ridden, he was satisfied, he got pet, he, he was happy. So we did a little while with Bo Diddley, and then we had her hop, I had her hop on Kit Kat bareback. So we put the bridle on, and I can't tell you how happy he was. And it's become now that he gets so jealous when she comes, that if she wants to ride Bo Diddley, I just sit on him and teach her from on his back. Because he Wait, explain that again. If he if she when she comes, right. he gets so jealous and he sees her. If she wants I give her the choice, you know, do you want to ride Bo Diddley? Do you want to ride Kit Kat? Do you want to try Mr. C? And she and Bo Diddley are very bonded and they're developing a thing, you know. That he trots right over to her. Bo Diddley loves her. But Kit Kat really wants to teach her. Kit Kat really wants her to ride him. So he'll be so insistent that she ride him that if she wants to ride Bo Diddley, I just sit on Kit Kat and give her her lesson from on Kit Kat's back. So he doesn't feel as left out. Oh, that's, because that's he gets so... upset. You know, we don't want him to feel left out. And then I'll hop off, and she can hop and on. Is him he if okay she with that? Like yeah, as long he's as he's present it? in the ring. And then her, she likes to come out. She's very comfortable riding in a herd, mm-hmm. which is it's very strange. You know, it's, this is very not this is not customary. We don't usually ride around loose horses, but her, she likes to come out and take a stroll with us and follow. Coda likes to come out. She likes to follow Bo Diddley. You know. And everybody enjoys it, you know. Everyone enjoys being together. They don't like to go by themselves. So, no. Bo Diddley seems happier that I have Kit Kat out there, you know. And when it's time to do some trotting, which she's just learning to trot and post, you know, I hop off Kit Kat and I run next to her and make sure, you know, she's feeling comfortable and everyone's been loving it. So then Kit Kat feels included and he doesn't get upset. So. And Hershey likes to come out when Kit Kat's going, particularly. Because oh, because the two of those are, yeah. Inseparable chocolate bar yeah. crew. <laughs> so, and that took three years to really come, their bond to really solidify. They weren't like that for the first two and a half, three years I was here. And Hershey, what, what brought them together? Hershey just has such a big heart that when he sees kind of weakness, or, you know, sensitivity in another animal, like with Coda when she was in heat and being, Beasel really wants some attention. <laughs> knock you over for, for pets. 180 pounds. Yeah, 180 pounds. Dog, oh, we're yeah. talking. Yeah, he's not going to be here tomorrow. We don't want him to knock anybody. <laughs> he's going to go for a little little adventure with a friend of mine. Have you babysat? So, yeah. So, when Hershey's son says, you know, he saw Coda in heat and everyone was chasing her because natural instinct, you know, right. females in heat. So, um, yeah, he, her, she wanted to protect Coda from everyone chasing her. So it's similar with Kit Kat, where Kit Kat gets intimidated by the other horses and can't really find his niche or can't really stand up for himself. He will come to his aid. So I think he saw that. I mean, I know he did see that in Kit Kat and saw him needing assistance to kind of integrate into the herd. Mm-hmm. So he would have his back and help him around and just 
you know, he'll cradle his neck over him. It's gotten to a bit of an extreme where he will herd Kit Kat everywhere. Everywhere Kit Kat goes, Hershey is telling him where to go. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. But he's showing him, you know, where to go, how to be a good horse. And Kit Kat looks to him for support. You know, sometimes you can tell Kit Kat's like, Hershey, do I really have to walk? Can I just stand? Can I just stand and chill? And Hershey's like, no, we got to go over here. We got to go around this bush. We got to go over here. We got to go eat this grass. Come on, you got to go. And he's just standing right behind him. And Kit Kat's kind of like, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> but then you can see. Hey, 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 shush, shush, shush. There's nothing. There's nothing. Oh, they see the neighbor's horse. Oh, Guys. Yeah. They see the please. horse. Please. Hey, Beezle. Thank you. We see. <sighs> the flopping face when they run towards you. They're like, Beezle, no. This is like horse row. Yes. Neighbors to the left, yes. neighbors yeah. to the right. It horses is, everywhere. Horse-sized dogs over here. And horse-sized dogs. Hi, Coda. And here's Coda coming back for some love. Yep. Good girl. Hi, good Clickety girl. Clickety-clop. Clickety-clop. Yeah, you can tell her gait, the way she walks, is a little... I can tell it's a little unbalanced still from... She just has a... Like, I think from having her feet grow so long, it really changed her, her, her movement. But, I mean, her feet are in great shape now, so... They've been in great That's shape sweet. for the past year. I think it just really affected her confirmation a bit. Beezle! No more! Hey, good girl. Hey, good girl. And there's Sheldon showing off his new mask. Sheldon, do you want to come show us your fuzzies? Yeah, this is new since I've been here. Yeah. Because she didn't have that uh, psychedelic... Oh, yeah, the, the colors are brighter on this one. So you can see here, they've just lined this. Oh, yeah. Nice. How comfortable. And look, you got your name on it yeah. and everything. Yeah. Monograms. Yep. <laughs> Good boy. And he's actually, unfortunately, gone blind in his left eye. So... Yeah, he's... Uh, is that recent? It's from a cataract, actually. It's not even oh. from the uvitis, believe it or not. So, and we just, yeah, it is recent. And we've just no, been noticing more, and then we realize it's pretty much completely... The vision in that eye is completely gone. So we have to be very careful, kind of the way we lead him. And right. How he... Because that throws off yeah. his equilibrium a little um, bit. And depth Yeah, sense. I've heard of... Um, I saw something online, a blind horse that was led everywhere by a goat. Really cute. Oh, that's cute. It's like I got this though. So we're very we like to keep everything kind of the same. Keep the setup the same, keep everything consistent for him, especially. So he knows where everything yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, just... he's managing well though. Salt like enjoying his Himalayan salt. Ali. <laughs> Smokey would like some attention. <laughs> okay, Smokey, I got some love for you. Yeah. I got some love for you. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you're a dog person. Sometimes we try and keep the dogs away during. Oh, if we I'm, have a little well, for Vista, like tomorrow, I mean, Beasel's so big. He doesn't, he's not always so aware of his size. So, if he's going to come try and sit on somebody's lap, I don't want him to topple anybody over. That's good thing. So, thinking. I'm going to wait on having Beasel here because he's just so big. He's and he just, just so big. He's so small. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, at least the horses have complete size awareness. They know how big they are. They're very, they're, you know, they don't. 
get in your space like a dog does. You know, the dog just wants to flop on you. And Bezos' way of saying, hi, I really like you, is going rough and like kind of smiling at you with these big teeth like you had before and just this big smile and flopping onto you. It's like, you're going to knock me over, buddy. But... Oh, good boy. Hello. And he's, you know, he's younger, so he's a little easier to kind of manage. We work on um, wait at the door so that they know to wait to allow people to go first because you don't need to get bulldozed over by... That's right, because they will bowl you over. Yeah, well, they see a door. They think I'm supposed to go through here. Let me just run right this way. Sweetie. So we practice waiting you are so sweet. People first. Hi, good boy. You are so sweet. He's such a love. You're a love, and he's a big wuss. Big, big, big wuss. Big wuss. Beasel got jealous of his attention. He was getting attention from someone who hadn't seen him in a while the other day, and getting pet and love. And Beasel kind of came in and told his son, because Beasel's his father. He said, "Son, I want this attention now." And he kind of, you know, he did a little snap at him or whatever he did. And Smokey yelped for about like, you know, a good couple minutes, just continuous yelping as if he'd been like brutally attacked. <laughs> And pee. They have a, a frayed pee that mastiffs do, where they get scared and they pee. Oh, really? If they get excited, they also pee when they're puppies. When they're puppies. So, you know, you come in the house, you say hi, don't say hi. We used to have to just completely ignore. You walk in the house and just, aha, uh-huh, hi, good boy. Don't touch them because you touch them and it's like a fire hose. Start peeing. And then if you get upset that they're peeing, then they get scared that you're upset and then they pee more. So it's just, it's this vicious, terrible cycle. His mother really is was nervous about having her paws wiped. Really uh-huh. didn't like that. Really was not understanding what was happening. But she had walked in the mud and she's getting her paws wiped. So she came through the doggy door. I said, Beretta, and I go to grab her paws. And she was just so nervous about it. Just scampers inside, runs upstairs, jumps on my favorite piece of furniture. And she was in heat at the time, too. So it was even worse. It was really bad. Because she was nervous that I was going to wipe her paws and she didn't know what that towel was and what was coming near her. And oh my goodness. Where is she? She is in Maine. And that's why Beasel's here. She's just coming out of heat. And we are. Okay. She's at the farm in Maine because uh, we don't need to have more puppies right now. No. (laughs) So she's having a little farm vacay up north. What's the box you're looking at? Lena. Lena, what is that? What is that? Yeah, so we didn't want to have more puppies just yet. But a lot of people have been asking that we do. The neighbor has one of the, the neighbor has his sister. Oh, really? Yeah, and a lot of our friends and then just people that we've met have been really... Wanting oh, wait, how many were puppies. in the litter? There were 13 and one didn't make it, so there were 12. 12. 12. So we wound up keeping two. And between my my boyfriend and I, we have a mother, father, he has two brothers, and I have Smokey. So we, there's five mastiffs between the two of us. So we kind of divide them in there. Now, the what, now they're all different too. kinds of mastiffs. What kind of mastiffs? Um, Neapolitan. So he, okay. Hazel is a Neapolitan, and the mother is an English. So they're Neapolitan English, and she's not a big drooler, but he's 
He is. He is. <laughs> so he's not too much of a drooler. Coda's coming up behind you for a snuggle. <laughs> so, oh, they've bonded. He and Lena have bonded. So, um, yeah, they're just so funny. They're such wonderful, wonderful dogs. But they're, they're a lot of dog, you know? They're a lot of dog, and they, like I said, think they're pretty small. So, he's, look, he's on your feet right now. Yeah, he is. He loves you. <laughs> Two of them, but to oh, my she, she really likes to mess with them. She just kind of pranks them. <laughs> you donkey. Just comes right over and just nudges them right up. So. All right, let's go inside yeah, and look at that. the art. Yeah. I love it out here. I could okay, stay yeah. here. I know. It's so beautiful. A perfect, perfect day. It is perfect. The weather is amazing. Welcome back to Inside the Passion of Music and Art, Rhythm and Voice. And we are up here at the Grateful Pony, feeling very grateful as uh, Danny's uh, dreams are becoming uh, fulfilled and realized. Uh, she's just on course. <laughs> yeah, we're talking like one more lap to go. Danny, let's talk about that last lap. Yes, we are making great strides. Uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah, it's been really nice having you here, and of course I appreciate another native New Yorker. Oh yeah, myself and my best friend from growing up, who's here right next to me, Vanessa, and we. Uh, we I love the story how you met. So you guys, oh, yes, you, you yes. have to repeat that. Okay. Story. Well, we happened to have a mutual friend, a girl I was very close with, and who happened to live in her building, and we had both been hearing about each other. How old were you guys? I was eight. And I was nine. She was nine. And I think we had met at her birthday party. Yeah, we might maybe. have. Um, and we met horseback riding. And We um, went to the same barn and we just yeah. ran into each other and kind of recognized each other. I think I said, are you Danny? And we had a sleepover. We had yeah, an sleepover connection. Yeah. We've been attached at the hip ever since. Yeah. And you had like the same had, dog. Yeah, we both had little white Maltesers. There's a picture of mine, Max. She had Sherlock and I had Max. We had, you know, both of our parents had been divorced and remarried. And we both lived with our mothers. And we had little white dogs that were about the same age and exactly the same breed, Maltese. And... Both were into horseback riding, and we went to competitor schools. So as you know, um, from growing up in the New York school circuit, so we went to, I went to Ethical Culture, and she went to, um, which then goes into Fieldston, and she went to Riverdale. So we went to. Both but, in Riverdale, yeah, outside yeah. of the city. Before that, she went to Nightingale, yeah. so. Oh, you did? Yeah. Nightingale Bamford? I yeah. went to Nightingale with a little in skirt the uniform. Yeah. Oh, my God. And pigtails. But our love of horses has just taken us here to this lovely place so. sweet yeah. and you're up here helping yeah i am hopefully, for the big hopefully show tomorrow. I, i'd move around the last big push yeah yeah it's very exciting because yeah. it's really her passion and it comes through um 20 years later a long time yeah it's been, so it's really yeah. exciting that it's starting tomorrow yeah that's very exciting yeah just combining we were talking about that earlier like the merging of uh two passions yes you know a lot of people can't even get one <laughs> off the ground, you know. But when, but when uh, you know, it takes a while. Yeah. But it, right. you know, when the universe exactly. says you're ready, and it just everything kind of comes Clicks together. Into place, and that's what I've been finding. I mean, having like you said, it takes a while, and having moved here five years ago, just getting my bearings in the environment, developing the farm, our kind of niche in the community has just really come 
to be actualized, I think, recently after having connected with Vista and hopefully we'll be including Brian House soon in our group sessions. So really looking forward to just expanding and doing private sessions and not just focusing on equine therapy. I don't like to refer to anything as a disability. I think everyone has different abilities. And I mean, and everyone has disabilities, has disabilities as well. Disabilities right. too, sure. right. I mean, I have my I, own I special needs. <laughs> right, right, right. But to embrace kind of our own individual ways of learning, I think is so key. And to really honor our own creative, unique way of approaching, you know, life, art, horsemanship, animals, just everything, you know, we all have our own ways. So really looking forward to helping people to build their self-esteem, build their self-confidence, you know, realize themselves as artists. And people always say, I'm not an artist. Why? Why are you not an artist? You know, who's to say, go to the MoMA and look at some of that modern stuff and tell me, you know, you couldn't do that blindfolded. Like, I just, you know, seriously. So, I mean, not that I have any problem with modern art. (laughs) Vanessa, are you an artist? I'm not. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I'm one of those people who is not no, an artist. You are. But um, you are creative. Uh, Very. Yes, I'm creative in So that's the same thing. Interior, you have a different, different mediums. Right. You have yeah. a different vehicle of expression. Interior design. Yeah. Minimalism. She's very I'm good with design. These shelves are I an art. I've cluttered. I've cluttered right. these shelves since she, I mean, she spent hours getting the books and the pictures and everything. I just did. Right. I took every single thing down. Yeah. So, I mean... This is probably, we're still at, you know, 80%, but it did look better before I left. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I took some stuff off the mantle and kind of... It's still looking pretty good. But yeah, so we've been having our little art room renovation project going where the dining room is transforming and has almost completely transformed into an art room, which is combined with the adjacent sitting room. And we have these lovely French doors that open, some beautiful light. And this can all be accessed right through the front door. And there's our nice little restroom. So we have a nice little corner of the house that we can devote to this art space. And so while the ultimate goal is to not have the art classes into the house, is to ideally have them in the horse's vicinity. We want to be close to the horses where we can draw our inspiration from them. We can see them. They can be a part of an integrated experience, though that is the ultimate goal. I'm really grateful that I have my wonderful best friend here to bring such a wonderful vibe to the art room that we're the art rooms that we are working on so yeah i love it the art rooms are nice and and open open and bright Bright yeah very bright right and homey i mean i really enjoy the homey vibe so i want people to really be comfortable and not you know you have those like uncomfortable chairs those like cold tables and classrooms it's just not warm and inviting no you want that warm and inviting and that's why i've been um really excited to branch out to art therapy combining it with equine therapy and having the therapeutic component there in the terms of the comfort in terms of the you know emotional the emotionalism of the interaction with animals and the expression that comes through art and really connecting with one's feelings and expressing that artistically so you're doing it it's happening yeah (laughs) (laughs) so maybe uh maybe tomorrow you get uh vanessa in the vibe to take uh a sketch pad 
Yeah, yeah, I will join the class happily. Maybe. She's gonna be on Bezel sitting because as we oh, as yeah, we saw right. earlier, yeah, Monster Man. Yeah. As we saw earlier, you know, when Bezel was trying to snuggle you and could almost topple you over, you know, yeah. he doesn't quite know his size. One eighty. Yeah, yeah. So we don't want him just giving big dog bear hugs to people and knocking them down on their first time here. So I think I have a feeling everyone's gonna be really excited to meet him and. Yeah, he's such a gentle giant, but it's a very it's exciting time, yeah. and, right. you know, yeah. event-filled first day. Um, and just once they're so out, he, so to the he farm. might start, like, peeing all over the place. He'll probably just, you know, very excitedly yeah. bark and greet them and then wag and really want to say hi. And I just, with Smokey, too, who's also rather large at about 140 pounds, you know, we'll just keep the overwhelmingly large dogs to a minimum on their first visit and like trickle really that powerful. in trickle that that tail is is he gave know. me a bruise the other day just by whacking me with his just weapon. by wagging his tail and whacking yeah. me in the leg oh really yeah, yeah it's powerful there is a reason they dock tails unfortunately we're coming to realize with these you know giant breeds yeah yeah so Ooh. yeah well, I'm glad to see that uh, you've healed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so sweet. He just wants to snuggle. You know, that's his thing. He said, "I'm a big, I'm a big lap dog." You know, you want? Can you hold me? He okay. does. He crawls he, on top of her in bed. bed. You know, I have. Yeah, he doesn't realize how big he is. He's like my body pillow. You know. Yeah. He he's really, like, hey, or vice versa. You know, yeah. you're tall. You yeah. can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's really funny. I so think, I'm going to talk about this art barn. All right. Yeah. So ideally. When would be the best time to erect it? Like in the spring? Yeah. I mean, any time where the ground's not frozen, you know, is great. So I think the spring would be great. Um, I would, I'm just imagining. Like it's too wet? I don't know. I mean, it depends. I don't think we're going to be laying foundation necessarily. You know, it doesn't. It could be as much as, you know. Like you see these really nice two-story sheds, yeah, you know, things yeah. like that. A big shed, a big, just a big open space with great light. So you know, picture just a nice wooden barn. You know, maybe we could even have like insulated. Yeah, insulated. Have you know some heat in there for winter if we wanted to to have our classes in winter, or we could bring them back maybe into the rock house for like winter. A wood stove or something. Yeah, that'd be so cool. I don't know if you know the safety issue oh, of yes, having burning would necessarily be, but that would be so cool. But to have, you know, just a really wonderful space submerged in the area that the horses, you know, their natural habitat here. So we have that lovely pond out back. And I was thinking just plop it right in the trees there, right next to the pond. And so, I mean, if it went up in the spring or if it went up in the summer and it was ready for the fall, I mean, I'm just, I imagine the fall and having that beautiful space and the leaves turning around and we're I'm very grateful that we're abutting uh, that wonderful nature preserve back there. Oh, yeah. So you can, that's actually a nine acre nature preserve, and you can ride out on the trails back there, and it's so beautiful. And so that will never be developed, which is wonderful. So our art barn will always have a nice little peaceful kind of nook in the trees. Danny, you, yeah. you you got the spot. I know. Right? I lucked out. Lucked yeah. Out. Yeah. This is the only place I looked at. So we, we have to put together a fundraiser or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can stay posted on uh, InsideThePassion.com where, uh, you know, the Grateful Pony will have their own page. And, uh, yeah, we'll be doing updates uh, and let everybody know how you can help raise yeah. this 
art bar. Yeah, that would definitely. I'd love to see some like designs. Right. Between the two of you guys. Yeah. You could do like. Totally. Interior. Interior. You could do exterior and landscape. Right. Well, Casey's actually a contractor, yep. so he can yep. erect the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Oh, sweet. Now, are you yeah. up here now, or are you still in the city? Um, I'm back and forth. Yeah, I'm trying to lure her more she full is. time, but you know. What do you do in the city? So, um, I'm not doing anything right now. Yeah. Oh, so this is a perfect um, transition. So yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm between things. I just recently moved back to the city from California. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, where whereabouts? I was in Lake Tahoe. Nice. Yeah, yeah so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Although not particularly eventful, so the city, you know, the dynamism is nice. It's nice to Culture. be back there as well. I know. Diversity. It's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I left the city years ago to come up here, and you know, you I had it. a great life. No, no, actually. you don't miss it. I miss it sometimes. No, but you know what? But, East, so but you have the best of both worlds. You can just go. Yeah. You go. You East come back. Coast you country your and fix. West Coast country are different. They're yes. totally different. Because right. the East Coast, you know, is already so much more dynamic, and the West Coast is so much more laid back. Once you move to the country, it's even more sleepy yeah. and laid back. Oh yeah. Whereas yeah. here, there still are, you know, many more. And we have a lot of events. Yeah, there's a lot out here. Yeah, there are a lot of events, especially you know, with the universities. I mean, Wesleyan yeah, does right. like you know. 400 to 500 events a year, right. half of which are free. Really? Maybe like we could have a little event free. here. We could have a little concert, a benefit concert. Yeah. So our friends play in the band Shakedown. We could do that. Have some tunes and gathering. And you could have nice. a lot of events. Right, right. Events. Many events. Plural, yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking to have the... Um, people from New York yeah. a chance to come up. Right. And we've, had, we've, had a, we've had a birthday party from... A bunch of New Yorkers came up a and celebrated a couple of birthday parties, but one birthday party for um, a New Yorker. So that was a big, a big trip for everybody. And then um, other birthday parties for locals and whoever wants to come celebrate here. But something I'm really excited about doing is our art project for the art barn to have uh, the people who are participating in our program make art. And then that can be available for purchase, and the proceeds of that will go towards the construction of the art barn. So people can take a little piece of art from the Grateful Pony created here by our participants, bring that home, and contribute. And we can help decorate their homes, and they can help erect our barn, like he said. So Well, and even beyond, just um, to further grow the program. And, yeah. And, and just support yeah. that. Yeah. Vanessa is a good friend. She is. She's, <laughs> she's, she's thinking like about manager. beyond. Like I'm probably the business side. Yeah. yeah. She has like the vision of the whole. Yeah, we got yeah. to get her up yeah. here. Man. I know. In a nonprofit way, but you know, with yeah. that goal in mind, you want to obviously be available to as many people as possible in as many different financial situations right. as possible. Right. And um, we're looking forward to teaching other people. I mean, she's really become a part of this whole process, and we were really discussing the idea of sharing this program and expanding this reach to help other people with barns who may be inclined to do this kind of therapeutic work to incorporate art into their equine program right. and to develop an unmounted program. It's not, it's rewarding for the horses and the people. It's not stressful for the horses taxing on their bodies. They're not being worked. They're not being ridden. They're just being loved and celebrated. And that is tying into the artistic experience. So we're very open and I'm really interested in helping other farms to develop something that could benefit 
you know, more people on a greater scale. So, so this could be kind of like a pilot program yeah. um, with the curriculum and um, we'll see. It'll be interesting to explore kind of the symbiotic nature of the two and how yeah. um, oh, they amplify th- the therapeutic effects because they yeah. certainly, we, we know just from personal experience, you know, but we yeah. haven't. Yeah, I know from my personal right. experience, you know, just the yeah. touch right. alone right. and just right. connecting on that intimate level oh, yeah. opened you up. Yeah. yeah. And that's so, been such an important part of our li- our lives, you know, in development yeah. and just having that connection to an animal. Right. Um, you know, it's something that's really important to us. And then right. who doesn't love art? Right, right. And like you said, it opens you up. <laughs> it and opens really, you up. And to be able to have that art barn out there to really be in that environment with them because I mean we have the lovely house we have the homey vibe it's wonderful and we can come in after our experience with the horses but to really tie it all together and be able to build that art barn will be really special so when it comes to fruition it'll be exciting so and a project I'm really looking forward to doing speaking of integrating the experience out there is we had done this for the birthday party actually with the kids from the city because they don't get much of nature so I wanted their art project to be really nature-based mm-hmm. and it was in the fall and we brought a bucket full of apples and we fed the apples to the horses and then we used our actually pretty little basket I'm sorry it was a basket and then we filled our basket with leaves that had fallen from the trees and we made bookmarks so we collaged the leaves into these beautiful bookmarks so that was really fun they could take those home they could use them they could remember this experience so we recycled our basket to be you know an apple vessel and then carry the leaves inside and love that yeah it was really nice so and we do also have you know the little sunroom area where we can make art and see the horses too but i think to keep just these two big bright rooms will be really good because the sunroom gets hot. i was gonna say it gets really hot in the summer so yeah it's there's a reason why it's I, I avoid it room. at all costs in the yeah. summer yeah. <laughs> it's nice though so yeah. yeah yeah it is really nice once it's not so hot so yeah. really excited to welcome everyone though really, really i know so it. who's gonna be the photographer oh you're you're Mon Beasel duty. Yeah. I know I'm gonna need a photographer. You're gonna need someone to take photos. I know. I have to clone myself. <laughs> what's, what's Casey doing? Does he have a good I'm probably eye? I, I'm He's probably, probably a better photographer. He yeah. could Beasel sit. He could Beasel sit. Yeah, I was gonna say you have a really, really good eye. We're just brainstorming. We are brainstorming, <laughs> are brainstorming your stuff here. is just coming up. I know. <laughs> you know, I mean maybe he'll be okay with them. I mean, he's a big, sweet boy. It's just, I don't want to overwhelm everybody with a, a, a 200, you know, that would be about 300 pounds of dog running up and greeting our new guests on their first And you know, saw how the herd acts. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're a pack. The pack. They're a pack, yeah. They're another pack. <laughs> no, the first day we, we wanted to do it. <laughs> ease people into that. Yeah, well, even the first day, like, we were talking about how the horses are all out and they roam. And I think, you know, we're going to greet them at breakfast and they're all going to be in their separate spaces. Because you've experienced feeding cookies. I mean, you go out there, you feed cookies, you feed carrots, you got, you know... Six, seven noses. Yep. You have six more puppies you. following yeah, you around. Right, really, right. I mean, the horses are like big dogs, you know, and they just want love and they want snuggles. And if they're a cookies boy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> especially squeezy buns, those are their favorites. They come individually wrapped molasses balls of, you know, like sweet feed, like a grain. And you can't open those wrappers fast enough, you know, their eyes, like their pupils, like die. Like, oh, did you hear that wrapper? Squeezy bun. They have a great life. Yeah. 
they have do. a really they good do. life. Don't they do. They? We were even thinking here. about fencing off the ring, and the reason we decided against yeah. it was because the horses would be so upset. They would be upset. Oh, yeah. They it's love like... their ring. But technically, you know, for a therapeutic riding, it's really encouraged to have a fenced-in arena. So I understand, you know, there's different, you know, protocol for safety. The, then again, though, our whole property is fenced in. I was going to so say So it's that. not that really we don't have a fence. You know, no one can leave. But the actual arena around the sand, they do want to be fenced. But the horses would be so upset. They love their ring. They roam right into it. They just, they stand out there on patrol. They're like watch ponies. You know, I come home, I come home late at night, Coda Hihons. The poor neighbors are like, oh, she must be back. <laughs> I know, the this alarm. set of animals, the, the roosters crowing I all know, morning. I know, we totally got the, the roosters donkeys. and the donkey, like within like, the, the same. And the owl. And the owl, the owl is in the area. <laughs> So we've totally got the roosters and the donkey like within like a couple weeks of each other. And I remember a neighbor came over and he said, so you got a rooster and you got a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> Did you need some barnyard noises in the neighborhood? Because I, you know, I didn't think there were enough. <laughs> so. But as you said, we're brainstorming. And so our neighbors so are sure. lovely and everyone's so, like you said, it's like horsey row, you know, yeah. really farm oriented. And it's such a wonderful, it's what I love about this area. And I could never imagine being anywhere else because there's such a strong support system amongst the community. And, you know, I remember when I moved here um, and I was told how much there's 54 miles or something preserved of trails. There's like a ton of trails. So, and there's really, you know, a push to preserve that for the horse community, for the equine community. So I love that. Horse country. Yeah, we are. And still close to the city. And so close so to close. the city. So best of both worlds. Yeah, it's beautiful out here. Yeah. All right. So we will check back uh, with you inside cool. the passion.com. And we're going to peace out with Vanessa and Danny and me, Lamont. Good. When we say at the Grateful Pony, we say peace, love, and extra, extra ponies. It's pleep. 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 Pleep out. Pleep out. Pleep. <laughs> pleep out. Peeps. <laughs> Yay. Yay.